Good morning, Mount Clear. How are you? Welcome to another Sunday where we're able to share the word. Uh, with me today, I've got Tim Clark, a good friend from Ballarat Central Church of Christ. How are you going? Doing well, mate. Good to be here. <laughs> good to have you. A couple of weeks ago, we had Harley, and before that, I think Mel did Mother's Day with Kaz from the living room, and we just love getting together with our friends sometimes because they, um, all of us, you included, have the exceptional privilege of being able to hear from God yourselves. And so sometimes God just drops something in your heart. It's a revelation to us all. And so that's why we've invited Tim. So in this COVID season where we're not, not locked down because we're in God's favoured country for the moment, I'm sure someone will be upset about that. But hey, keep loving on one another. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, the words that Mel and I hear of people doing different things from calls and flowers and texts it's just exceptional so just keep doing that but we're going to pray and we're going to throw over to you mate and and it's all yours so father we just thank you for another day that we can share your word we thank you lord god that you would trust us to be able to do that and to share it with your people we thank you father that together we are your sons and daughters all part of one family so lord god use this word today to shape us more into the image of your son jesus with ever increasing glory and everybody said amen amen Amen. fantastic hey it's great to be here great to be with the mount clear church of christ and i guess from the ballarat central church of christ a very warm welcome to you all it's a a privilege to be here and i guess this is the good thing about the COVID 19 isn't it we can actually do this and uh it's been been crazy times but even though we're actually separated we're still together and we have this tech Technology, which is fantastic. The truth so. is, you're going to be a little bit like the Holy Spirit today because you're here and there well, at the same time. Well, that's true. I'll, I'll <laughs> hang on, I can't watch myself. That's a bit of a worry. Uh, the, one of the things we're doing um, at Ballot Central is we've got a program where we're actually doing it live and we've got people able to dial in on the phone and yeah. the computer, which is really cool, yeah. particularly some of our older folk who we've got a, quite a few who, who don't have computers. So it's just great that we're actually inventing ways yeah, yeah. Of, of being able to connect with people. And you know what? The, the gospel is, is more accessible now than ever before yeah, come um, on. every church uh, is, is doing something online in most cases yeah. and, and, and the message of Jesus is out there so really excited about that hey um, if you're playing at home uh, I want to encourage you to open up to uh, the book of Luke and uh, I'm going to be looking at a story out of uh, Luke chapter 15 and it's a story that some of you probably have heard before um, and uh, some of you may have never heard it before but basically it's a story about the prodigal son and uh, I'm going to be sharing about that in, in just a moment. But before we do, I want to just recap a little bit about what's going yeah, on. Yeah, go for it. And in Luke 15, right at the start, what we see is that Jesus is, is hanging out with, uh, with sinners. And uh, we actually read in verse uh, 2 of Luke 15, it says this, The Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. And Jesus, he was always hanging out with people who were not classed as godly people. Yeah. Um, the sinners, the pagans, you know, he's always hanging them out. And the teachers of the law, the religious people, yeah, yeah. really got frustrated with that. Yeah, they, they couldn't yeah. handle the fact that, that he was not in the synagogue or in the church, you know. Yeah. And it's like today. It is like today. You know, uh, today it would be like like the, 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 the us hanging out with all the sinners and all that. But, but they're actually saying, hey, there's something wrong here. You know, this <laughs> rabbi is hanging out with all the wrong sort of people. Yeah. I, I remember someone coming to visit me once that wanted to ask whether I knew that particular people were living wrong. Do they know? It's like it was really, well, we're just trying to show them Jesus but in the uh, moment. Anyway, uh, anyway yeah, it's funny. Isn't it? <laughs> So, so the interesting thing is that, uh, that, that Jesus is in this situation. The Pharisees and the teacher of the law are saying, hey, what's going on? And Jesus then tells three stories. 
And I want you to hear this this morning. The three stories he's telling are not only to the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, the religious people, but he's also telling it to the group of sinners and people who weren't close to God, people who weren't in relationship with God. They're hearing the same story together. So the three stories he tells, and some of you would know this, the first story is the story of the shepherd who, who lost a sheep. He had 99 sheep. He lost one sheep. And what he says in the scriptures is that he left the 99 on their own because they were safe and secure. And he went out and searched for that one sheep. Yep. And eventually he found that one sheep and he was celebrating. Yeah, that, you know, he celebrated that he on. found that one sheep. He then tells a second story about a woman who had uh, 10 coins but lost one. And, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but I've lost stuff all the time. And she's turning everything upside down in the house. She's searching the whole house because she couldn't find the coin. Eventually she found the coin. And she was just over the moon. She was wrapped that she found this moon, this coin. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm What's laughing. going on, man? What have you lost? I'm laughing. And I just remember the time that I was, this is years and years and years ago, and I was trying to tell the church. There was one time I was just looking through my sock drawer, and there was 10 bucks in there. And Winner. I was so excited. I go, it's like, you know, that first time that you found Jesus. And I was trying to find, and it was a really poor analogy. I found this $10 and I was so excited. So I went off, it's like finding Jesus, you know? And I had people come up, I, I can't believe that you described finding Jesus like finding Ten bucks. $10. <laughs> but I was so desperate then. Hey, you know? That was back in the day when 10 bucks was worth more than what it is today. <laughs> uh, so, so basically, we've got these, these two stories of, of people finding stuff. And what we know because we live on this side of the cross yeah, is on. we know the importance of the ones that Jesus is actually saying the individual is so important yeah. the importance of that one person yeah. who's not in relationship with Love Jesus it. is so important and I'll leave 99 to find that one yeah, I'll rip the house upside down to find that one to help on. that one person come back to faith in Jesus he then tells the third story, which is obviously the story I want to focus on this morning. And he tells a story about a son who, who basically um, gives up on his father's relationship and tries to live it on his own. So let's have a look at it. If, as I said, if you're playing at home and you've got your Bibles, um, I'm going to have a, a look at it from uh, verse uh, 11 and 12 of Luke 15. So Jesus continued, it says, as he's telling the third story. He says, there is a man who had two sons. The younger one said to the father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. You know, here is a son who's basically saying, Dad, I wish you were dead. You know, I, I don't want to live with you anymore. I don't want to be with you anymore. All the stuff that I have in your house, I don't want anymore because I know best and I want to do my own thing. All the horror stories that you hear from parents generally. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The crazy thing is, as, as it is today, if someone came up, you know, imagine our sons coming up and saying that sort of thing to us, it, it, was, it was a real shock. So the religious leaders and the Pharisees yeah. and the, even the sinners that were in present or the pagans that were present at the time would have been taken back by what Jesus said. Yeah, said hang come on, on. What, come the sons basically said, I wish you were dead. But the crazy thing is it says that the father did it yeah the father divided up his stuff he probably would have had to sell some things you know get the tax agent in figure out what he was yeah what's but, the value what's the value you know, of my property but he divided it yeah, up yeah. and gave to his son and and the crazy thing for us to hear that is that god has made us in his in his image in his likeness and and we are the only you know there's no other creature on this earth made like us because we're made in the image of god and part of that image of god is we have free will you know, and, and God has given us a free will to choose whether we're going to follow him yeah. or not. Yeah. And here he is giving an example, whereas the son has said, Dad, I wish you were dead. I want my stuff. I'm out. And the father has said, 
okay. Yeah. You know, and God wow. loves us so much that he's prepared to give us that free will. I don't know about you, but if I was God and I created the world, I wouldn't give us free will. Yeah. I'd, I'd make everyone do what I tell them. <laughs> Mel, Mel pulls me up all the time. Give the boys a choice. And I'm like, no, they'll just do what I say. She goes, but if you give them a choice, they learn. They'll learn if they do what I say. You know, so That's it. There's this tension, you know. But I, I hear God knowing that we, we would probably make the wrong choice yep. a lot of the time still gave yep. us free will. Yeah, That's it's right. outstanding. That's right. And I guess the thing too is that there's a whole bunch of reasons why the son left the house. You know, we, we don't know the full story and Jesus only gives us a snapshot. Yeah. But when we talk about people leaving church or even leaving faith in God, there's a bunch of reasons for that. And, and let's be honest, um, some of those reasons are valid and some aren't. You know, yeah. So we, we live in Ballarat and we know there's a whole bunch of evil being done in the name of the church in Ballarat. Yeah. And rightly so. There are people who are probably even listening to us this morning who have been impacted by, um, by abuse and by really poor behaviour and, and, and are no longer involved in church or yeah. even wanting to be with the Father. Totally get that. Yeah. You know, there's others, though, who um, aren't involved in church or, or aren't, aren't, aren't necessarily walking with God because they didn't like the song that was played back in 1962. You know, that song was terrible, you know, and, and we can get fixated on things that we don't like, yeah, therefore I'm not going to attend. Yeah. Here's the other one, and this obviously never happens to Andrew because he's a great guy, but, but they're actually sitting in the pew and go, I don't agree with what the pastor's saying. In fact, I don't think that was nice what the pastor said, you know, and, and people can actually pack up their bat and ball and go yeah. because of something the pastor said. Now, I just want to say this right from the start. I'm sorry if that's how you're feeling because this is not our intention. We love the church. We, yeah. we live and die for the church. We believe strongly in the body of God. Come on. God. And, and, and it grieves me by no end to know that people have been hurt from the church. The church is meant to be a safe place. Yeah. The church is meant to be a place where we can go and, and connect with God and connect with one another. Share it, mate. Preach but it. The problem is the church is full of people like you and me and we're sinners and we get it wrong. You know, I'm not the perfect pastor. You know, and if you're trying to find the perfect pastor, then you're never going to find it because we're all sinners. We're all fallen. And, you know, I've often Thank said... Thank God that, for the cross. Yeah, well, I've often said, you know, people out there want to find the perfect church. Well, the thing is, when you find it and join it, it's not going to be perfect anymore because you're there. You're a sinner. <laughs> and the problem is that, that there's all sorts of stuff that happens and we need to remind ourselves that we need to express grace to one another. Yeah, there's, you know? the, there's the free will, there's yep, the choice. Yep, you know, and so here's this son, right, yeah, yeah, come who's on. Had, a, had whatever experience with the father, he's chosen now that he doesn't want to be with the father. He actually wants to do his own thing. And let's be honest, there's a lot of people in our world today that want to do their come own on. thing. They want to do their own thing. They, 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 you know, they don't want to follow God. They actually don't want to follow all the rules and boundaries that are there for us. But the problem is those rules and boundaries are good for us. Yeah. You know, if you've got a stop sign... It's good to stop at that stop sign. Just saying. You Absolutely. Know? If you don't, crash. And what we're going to learn in just a moment is when you start doing things on your own and you remove the Father, you remove God, yeah. it doesn't always go as planned. That's right. So what we've got is this, this guy. He, he basically is, is getting his stuff. And it says here that not long after that, this is verse 13 of chapter 15 of Luke, not long after that, the younger son got together all he had and set off for a distant country, and there he squandered his wealth in wild living. Well, now, mate, you know, I don't exactly know what wild living is, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. Um, but what we know, what the older brother says later on, which we'll hear in a moment, he talked about prostitution and all sorts of things, but what we get from an image is, is this young guy who was living under the rules and the guidelines of his father suddenly has freedom. Yeah. And he's just doing whatever he wants, when he wants, with whoever he wants, yeah. and he's enjoying the life. 
You know, and the interesting thing is that, that this guy's living it up. He's living the dream. You know, he's got all the money and the resources he's got, and he's yeah, just, just yeah. partying hard. And you'd think that because of that, he'd be at the top of the game, you know? He'd be at the best position he had. But the truth is, it runs out. Yeah, absolutely, you know? it does. And in verse 14, we read these words. After he'd spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country. And he began to be in need. You know, so he's got nothing left. Yeah, you know, yeah. He's spent it all. The stuff that he'd get, got from the father, he, he, he spent. And it says this, So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to the fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. Mate, here, here's, a, here's a young guy who had the blessings of being the father, who had every resource he had with the father. He tells his dad, I wish you were dead, gets his inheritance, off he goes, spends the lot, and he ends up feeding pigs, but then looking at the pig food yeah, well. and saying, mate, I'm so hungry, I'm so in need, I'm wanting to eat that pig food. Yeah, well. He's at that point where he's, he, there's nothing left. Yeah, it's that sense of... and. I know that you and I were chatting a little bit earlier about sin. You know, the Bible says that it's pleasurable for a time. Yep. The stuff apart from God is not all terrible. It's all, all not woes, but mm. there is a part of being separate from God, a life that we can live sin, if you like, the thing that separates you from God, that, it, that is so much fun, yep. but it leads to death. And, yep. it, and, and this son just got to a place where he's wanting to satisfy himself with mm. everything that doesn't satisfy you know all of a sudden the pig food looked good that's right the neighbor's wife looked good yep. my you know my boss's big television looked yep. good you know the the guy down the street his brand new spanking car looked good everything looked good because he was missing the very the only thing that is truly good and yep. that was god yeah you know that's right the father but anyway you know and i've said it many a times you know because we've been created in the image of yeah. god there's, there's a hole shaped in our heart that only God can fill. Yeah. And we can try and fill it with everything else in this world, but the truth is it's only God that can bring that satisfaction. You know? The Donut Man. The Donut Man. Do you remember the Donut Man? <laughs> Many of you won't remember the Donut Man. Just look up Christian Donut Man. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole song behind it. It's very good. <laughs> uh, but don't do it now. Stay with us, okay? Um, Warren Weasby, who's a, who's a commentator on, 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 on the Bible, makes a couple of comments. I want to read to you. Some of these are phrases that we could spend hours yeah. talking about. But he says things like this. He says, sin promises freedom, but it only brings slavery. You know, for this young guy, he thought he was going to have free. But yeah. in the end, he ended up being a slave. He actually was working for someone else, doing a worse job than what he would have been doing with the father. Come on. Sin promises success, but brings failure. You know, he would have thought he was great when he had the money, but when he had no money left, it yeah. was failure. Sin promises life, but the wages of sin is death. And again, the boy thought he would find himself, but he only lost himself. And the last one Weasby says is that God, if when, we, when, we, when God is left out of our lives, enjoyment becomes enslavement. Come on. You know, and and Come the interesting on. thing is that this young guy who had everything Come on. lost it. Yeah. And he's sitting down with pigs and he's considering eating the pig food. Now, I don't know if you've been ever at that point. You know, I certainly haven't wanted to eat pig food. But I know there's times in our lives when we can feel so down and so separated from God, so isolated yeah. that, that life is just... As if we're in the pig's pen. Yeah. And what we read next is, is for me, the, the pivotal point of, of this story. We actually read about um, this, this young kid who's, who's thinking through what's gone on. He's thinking through the fact that he, 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 what he had when he was with the father. 
And verse um, 17 of Luke 15, he says this, when he came to his senses. Yeah, come on. It's like suddenly he's gone, so oh my goodness good. me, I cannot believe that moment. what I gave up. Yeah, that I cannot believe how good I actually had it at home, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and it says this, he said to himself, how many of my father's hired men have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and I'll go back to my father and I'll say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. So he got up and went to his father. Come on. You know, so here's this son who's saying, you know, I can't be a son again because I've, I've, I've given that inheritance yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. I've told my father I wish he was dead. I've taken that. But if I could be his servant, just being a servant in the house is far better than where I'm at now. Yeah. So, he, so in his head, he's thinking, if I can just be a servant, I'm, I'm better off than where I am. The amazing thing I have as I reflect on this story is it says that the son then went back home. Now, we don't know how far away he was from home or not, yeah. but you know, imagine it was like you know, he's in Melbourne and we're in Ballarat or whatever it might be. But he had some time to process what's going yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. And in his head, he's thinking, man, I've got to rehearse the speech. I, you know, I've got to rehearse the speech of, can I be a servant, Dad? And he wouldn't even know whether his dad was going to welcome him, whether his dad was going to give him a mouthful of, of abuse, of, of, you know, what have you done? Yeah. You know, whether the son, you know, because of the fact that he took his inheritance, yeah. technically the father would have seen him as dead. Like he wouldn't have seen him as, like he, he wasn't actually part of the family anymore in that sense. So the son's walking back with all this stuff going through his mind, thinking, oh my goodness me, am I going to be welcomed back? And as I reflect on that, I think about people who, who have once been walking with God or Come once on. involved yeah. in the church, who are no longer in that position. But they still know that God's there. They still know that the Father's there. And to actually take that walk back is such a humbling and yeah. somewhat humiliating experience in some ways. And the enemy is yep. so working against, yep. against you in that space, you know? After all that you've done, after all that you've said, yep. you're going to show your face, you're going to just walk in and smile, you're just going to say, hey, God, I'm back. You yep. know, like the enemy works overtime right. to stop you pressing back in. And even know? in our minds, those, those thoughts of, you know, how can God forgive me for what I've done? Yeah. How can the church people forgive me for what I've done? You know, you've heard it many a times. You know, I can't go back to the church because the roof will fall in. You know, because you just don't understand what I've done. You don't understand how bad I've actually been. And, and I think, to be honest... It would be a quick way to, to renovate. <laughs> it would, wouldn't it? <laughs> if it was true. But to be honest, even for people who wow. are strong following Jesus, yeah, yeah. we still have some of those moments. Yeah, absolutely. When we fall totally. short, we go, oh man, how can, how can God take me back after going through that? Yeah. So here's this son rehearsing all the stuff, thinking that if I can just be a servant, I'm better off where I am. And uh, I want you to, to check, out, check out this reading, that, uh, the next part in Luke uh, 15, verse 20. So he's walking back to home and he, he's, he can see the house in a distance and he, and he almost gets to the house and we read these words. But while he was still a long way off, so he was still a long way off, it says his father saw him Come on. and was filled with compassion for him and ran to his son threw his arms around him and kissed him man what a beautiful moment man if the movie was there the music would be playing yeah. the cameras would be panning this is the the pivotal moment of the story yeah come on here's the son thinking that 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 he's gonna just be a servant and yet the father has run and embraced him the interesting thing of of just looking at historical stuff yeah. back then men of that age wouldn't have ran you know there, it was something that they just never would do yeah but here he is lifting his tunic and running 
to his son and embracing his son. And, and now I guess, as I think of it, you're wondering whether the son's thinking, is he going to run and embrace me or is he going to thump me? <laughs> or is what's he going to do? Yeah. You know? and, and so suddenly there's this beautiful moment where I can imagine the tears in the father's eyes. You know, I'm just thinking it from my own point as, yeah. a, as a father. You know, I'd just have tears in my eyes and I'd wrap my arms around my son. And we read these words. The son started the speech, the speech that he'd been rehearsing. Yeah. He says, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. And I can imagine him wanting to go on and say, God, Father, please just let me be a servant. But he didn't get to finish this sentence. He didn't get to finish what he'd rehearsed because the father said, No, no, son, stop, stop, stop. He says, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put the ring on his finger and the sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. Come on. He was lost and he is found. So they began to celebrate. There's a party. Yeah. You know? I, I love the fact that he reinstates his identity That's as right. a son. He puts the ring on his finger, the robe. And, and I, as, you, as you were reading and talking, I was thinking of Matt, Matthew 18, 11. I know some versions say just lost, to save the lost. But when you read the King James and, and, and many of the other scriptures that I think are probably slight, slightly better translated, is for the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. Yes. And we assume that it's always the person that's walked away, but it's deeper than that. What was it that was lost in the garden? And it was our relationship with that's God. Right. It was our identity as sons and daughters of the that's living right. God. And when the Father comes running, he, it, it's like, it's like this, this is happening all over again. He goes, you're my son. That's right. Don't forget that. You, right. you, you're not lost. You're now back home. Yep. But now I'm reinstating your, your, who you are in this household yep. and our relationship. Yep. Servants, this is my son. You that's, listen to him. And yeah. that's the key thing is that the, the ring and the robe and the sandals, it's all about the identity. To yeah. remind him that the identity is found in the Father. Yeah. It's so, not in what you've done. It's that's not right. what you've been or where you've been. It's actually in the Father. You and I may not be good enough and have no worth, but God found us worthy. That's right. And it's in that, even when you're in those moments that you think, man, I could never, I can't believe, God, God looks at you and says, you're my daughter. Yep. His hands are open wide. Yep. You know, like, that's right. It's just beautiful. And, and the amazing thing is that, that even though the son still probably didn't feel worthy, the father's embracing him. And yeah. I can imagine the tears flowing. Yeah. You know? And I can imagine the servants sort of questioning, going, hang on, hang on. Didn't, didn't, didn't this is the same guy that basically wished he was dead? How's, how's the father doing yeah, this? Yeah, come on. You know, the father's compassion that we read, we read the, that the father had compassion and ran to him. Yeah. God's grace and his love for you and I is, is just mind-blowing. Doesn't matter what you've done or where you've been, he's still wanting to love you. Yeah, come he's on. still wanting to embrace yeah, you absolutely. and to remind you that you are part of his family no matter what oh, has beautiful. taken love place. It, love it. The story doesn't finish here though. It keeps going. <laughs> so what we've got if we look at it. So meanwhile, in verse twenty five we read this. Meanwhile, the older son, right, who's been with the father the whole time, it says was out in the field. When he came near the house, he heard the music and dancing. So the interesting thing, if you noticed, the party's already going full pelt. Yeah. You know, the sun's been out the back, but it's going full pelt. And we read these words. So one of the servants, he, uh, and so he asks one of the servants, what's going on? Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fatted calf, fatted calf which was for very special occasions. Okay? It wasn't just, the, just another calf. This was, a, this was for the special occasion. Um, and filled the fattest calf because... He has him back safe and sound. 
Verse 28 says, the older brother became angry. Come on. You know, instead of going, oh, great, my brother's home. How good is this? He starts getting angry and he refused to go in. He, he said, I'm not going to the party. No, I'm not going in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed obeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate my friends. But when this son of yours, who has squandered come your on. property with prostitutes, yeah, come and comes on. home, you killed the fat of calf for him. You know, the, the brother's basically saying, this is not fair, Dad. Yeah. You know, this is not fair at all. What about me? How often have you heard that? Hey? It isn't fair. <laughs> well, let's not get too carried away. <laughs> but the truth is... I've had enough. <laughs> let's stop. <laughs> the, the, truth, the truth is, we do ask that question, what about me? Yeah. You know, it's not fair. You know, and, and, well, and we know, well, the, we know well. the truth that, that life isn't fair. It's not fair that Jesus had to die on a cross for you and I. Yeah. You know, that's, if we want to start talking about what's not fair, that's not fair. But here's the brother saying, this is not right. You know, how can how can you do this, Dad? Because of yeah. what he said. Come but on. the father's love, the father's grace, the father's compassion breaks through all of that and says, "No, my son is home, and he's returned." Yeah. You know, Amen. the interesting thing about the story is not only did the father run down to the son, the younger son, but the older son, when he refused to come into the party, the father still went out to the older son. Come on. And I want to suggest this morning that for folk who have been in the church for many years, who have a strong faith in God. Sometimes the familiarity, sometimes we take for granted just the blessing that we actually have. And sometimes we can be critical, sometimes we can be negative, sometimes we can say, it's not fair, yeah. what about me? How come they're focusing all on the new people? Yeah. How come the music's not how I want it? Yeah. And God is saying, hey, we need to celebrate because what was lost is now found. Your brother was dead, but now he's alive. Come on. Come back into the party and let's celebrate and celebrate together yeah what i love is when the father goes to the the older brother the older brother says you've given all this to the son you know what about me and he goes but you've been with me it's all yours and i know that you know we've been sharing um and i said earlier sometimes we can feel like the older brother we look at all the gifts that people have around us the talents the prophetic words you know the the tongues the healing you know all of that and we're like, what about me? And the Father says to us, for those of us that have found ourselves in those places at times and, and we're, we're almost jealous of the relationship and what other people have, he says to us, you're always here with me. Yeah. All of this is yours. Yeah. Don't worry about what I've given him. It's yours yeah. too, you know. We need to grab hold of it. You and I need to grab hold of it. Yeah. We need to be able to do that. Yeah. And check it out. This is the last part of the story. The father says to the son, my son, the father said, you're always with me and everything I have come is on. yours. Yeah, but we on. have to, we had to celebrate. Not, it wasn't an option. We had to celebrate yeah. and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and he is found. Yeah. And I want to suggest this morning, no matter where you're sitting with God, whether you feel distant to him, whether you feel that you've walked away, you've swandered your wealth, God is waiting for you to come back. Come on. And he wants to embrace you. He Amen. wants to welcome you back. Yes. God has designed us to be in relationship with him. That, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Come and, on. And, and he wants desire. He wants us to be in that relationship. So I want to encourage us this morning that wherever you sit with God right now, to know that, w that whatever you've done, he wants to embrace you and love you and welcome you back into the family. Put on yeah. the robe, put on the rings, and remind you that you are your identity actually yeah. is, is found in him as a brother and sister yeah. of God. and you are where you're meant to be yep 
Yeah, it's totally. Right. Awesome. You should pray, Tim. Let's but, pray a blessing over the church. Let me do that. Well, Father God, I want to pray a, a blessing over Manclear Church of Christ. I want to thank you for the word spoken this morning. And I pray, Lord God, that you would continue to do a new thing in us. You'd remind us that the Father's heart is for us all to be in relationship with you. That you have arms wide open welcoming us back, acknowledging that we are your children. Father God, allow us to humble ourselves before you and accept the love and grace that you have. Yeah. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Church, thank you so much for being with us. Tim, thanks for joining us. And Great to be thanks here. Thanks for sharing your heart. There's just some wonderful nuggets of truth in that. Let's sit with that. Let's let, allow God to do what he, he needs to do and what he wants to do in our hearts. I think as, as Mel and I said last week, walking with the Lord isn't so much about understanding mm. what he's doing, but it's about trusting what he's doing. Right. If you need to understand, then you want to be boss. Yep. You want to be Lord. Let's not live like that. Mm. Let's allow him. Yep. room to move in our hearts have a wonderful week have a wonderful sunday find the minty in jesus name <laughs> amen amen <laughs>